Once was a land of woe and strife Where the people were bereft of hope They prayed to their gods of might and light To deliver the heroes of old Instead they got Heroes, did you hear the quotes in my voice of moral ambiguity? They may help or may not help you at all Depends on what's in it for them They kick and they punch and they maul and they smash They lie and they scheme and they burn and they slash Succeed or fail, it has to the tell Dungeons and Debuckles starts now Hello and welcome to this episode of the Dungeons and Debuckles podcast I am your host and Dungeon Master, Kevin Going around the table, Hannah. I'm Hannah, and I'll be playing Talia the Human Rogue. And Blake. I'm Blake, and I'll be playing Juliet, the Dragonborn Elder Knight slash Wizard. And John. Hello, I'm John. I play Lunadas, Elven Monk. And Shane. I am Alexander, the Dead Human Bard. All right, the last time on Dungeons and Debacles podcast, uh, you faced a paladin and his group of followers um, who basically stopped you in the middle of the road and tried to figure out who you are and where you were going uh, instead of asking any questions uh, Alunadosh just decided to say hey fuck this we're going to fight anyway let's go and a fight ensued they were uh, trying to detain us unlawfully I am a sovereign citizen <laughs> am I being detained am I being detained <laughs> um, so in the process of this fight, one of your comrades, um, went down and is currently taking a dirt nap. That would be Alexander the Bard, uh, who was killed in battle. Um, there was one survivor on the paladin side who was an elven mage that took off running. You decided to chase him down so he couldn't tell anybody about you, but in the process... He told you that, hey, none of this was any of his idea. He was basically kidnapped by the paladin and forced to accompany him because the paladin was insane and on a rampage through the countryside. And he also told you that he could uh, bring your dead friend back. So that is where you find yourselves now. Talia and Nifron are with the elf, and you're probably a good... 500 feet or so from the uh, rest of the group. And I'm still unconscious. Um, <laughs> does anybody want to do a um, medicine check? Juliet will gladly try again. Let's hope I don't roll another low number for you. Anyway, 12. So he's already been stabilized, so the extent of your medicine check this time is basically just uh, slapping him in the face, trying to get him to wake up. <laughs> <laughs> um, so you're able to rouse uh, Alunidas uh, so let's jump to Talia and Nifron and uh, this elf so the elf's gonna say so what now now we take you back to our party and you lead us to this person who can help our friend sure sure just, just don't kill me as long as you um, keep your word that won't be a problem. Yes, yes. Uh, I, I know a priest up in, in Hollows Point, where I'm from, and she owes me a favor. It, it shouldn't be a problem. Um, I, I don't remember. Am I already on his horse by now, or...? I think you took it from him, didn't you? And you're making him walk? I mean, that was the plan. I just can't remember if I got it on, or not, got on it or not. So I'm just going to pretend like I did. Um... <laughs> So, uh, well, uh, I guess, you know, get walking. Let's go. Okay. And, uh, and I'm going to start walking back towards the group. Okay, he's going to uh, follow behind your horse, and Nifron is taking up the rear. He falls behind a little bit, and uh, y you hear this uh, thump as the, as the elf hits the ground. As Nifron takes his uh, boot and has been pushing this elf along to go faster. And Nifron's like, get up. And the uh, elf's like, okay, okay, I'm moving as fast as I can. Just, uh, just let me get up. 
he stands up and uh, he starts to uh, do a little bit more of a jog um, to catch up to your horse. After about five minutes or so, uh, you make it back to camp. And uh, there's a pretty good scene of carnage here. There's dead bodies. There's already a crow that has landed on one of the uh, dead bodies of the people that you've killed and has uh, started uh, trying to take one of the eyes out. Is it Alexander? Uh, No, it's one of the um, fighters that was in uh, the leather armor. Mm, In that case, I guess it can be fun eating. So you've got all these bodies. Uh, Lunados is uh, up and probably sitting down to catch his breath at this point and clear his head of the uh, birdies from uh, getting knocked out. Talia, you, you're going to walk back into camp and you are going to see you're going to see <laughs> Alexander still lying there, lifeless, and uh, his clothes are kind of smoldering a little bit from the uh, the fireball that uh, took him out. Um, but he's not, like, on fire. Uh, his hair is pretty singed, uh, but he's definitely not breathing. Has anybody checked his body at this point to see if he's alive? I think Juliet failed a couple of times. Uh, yeah. All right, so... I, I was pretty sure he was still alive. Yeah, and Juliet's expert opinion uh, as a uh, medical doctor, uh, he's dead, Jim. <laughs> They walk back into camp, and uh, the elf uh, stops, and you know he looks over at the uh, body of Alexander, and then looks over at the uh, other bodies, and he says, "Damn shame! Who's your leader here?" Oh, um, that would be me, and you would be. I'm Iolus, the Enchanter. Listen. I know you want to kill me right now, but you don't want to do that. You want to help me. Why on earth would we help you? Let's hear him out. I think he has a good point. He hasn't attacked us quite yet, and I'm sure he can be very helpful to us. Yes, what 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 she said. I could be very helpful to you. Your, your friend over there, I know a way I can bring him back. There's a priest up in Hollows Point where I'm from that owes me a favor. Where the hell is Hollows Point? It's it's north. I'm assuming you were headed there. I mean, there's nothing on this side of the mountains. You have to go to Hollis Point to, to go anywhere else, either across the river or through the mountains. There's a path there. All right. I'm, I'm sorry all this happened. I, I, I get it. Killing me would feel good, and I don't blame you after what just happened. But hear me out. I was forced into this. That paladin was insane. He totally lost it. He came into Hall's Point a few weeks ago, ranting about the Red Talons and the destruction of his temple of Arathis and Kala, and he started trying to conscript people. The town council tried to refuse, and he started calling the town of Hive of Red Talons, and he was going to cleanse the whole town of their evil. He pulled out that glowing sore, well, you saw it, and they gave him whatever he wanted. He isn't the kind of person you say no to, am I right? Well, he is now. And he's going to chuckle a little bit. <laughs> Nervously, Those other guys you just killed, they weren't even the original crew he kidnapped along with me. The town guards and the council gave him were either killed by adventurers or caravan guards. He attacked and killed them when they refused to kill the farmers and merchants we came across on the road. We also started with an acolyte of ill mater, but he was killed by the paladin when he refused to help that maniac kill a farmer and his family. That rabble you just killed... They were bandits and some seedy caravan guards we picked up along the way. I was just going along to get along, and by get along, I mean not being cut in half by that bloody blazing sword. I'm as much a victim in this as you, and those poor other people he killed. What an age we live in, where they call themselves the servants of good. I know, it's totally insane. Look, I get there's evil in this land, but you just can't go around killing people for no reason and calling them evil with no proof. Very true. Let's get you home to Hollow's Point and get our friend resurrected by this priest you know. That sounds like a great idea. Again, I'm sorry for your friend. I'm sorry about all the people he's killed. It's, it's a real tragedy fit for a bard song, but I'm truly grateful you killed that maniac. That's why I ran when it looked like you were going to kill him. 
You did a great good here this day, putting that rabid dog down. We certainly do what we can. All right, so uh, are you guys uh, taking a Let's take a short rest and hit the road. Well, let's loot the bodies first, because oh, uh, why not? Um, I'm going to hop off his horse, hold on to the reins, and take him over to Estelle and tie the reins to my saddle. Okay. Are you giving this guy a horse, or... Oh, I'm going to let ride him ride his... No, oh, I'm going to let say. him ride his horse and just lead it so that he can't bolt. Okay. Hmm. That works, too. As you're taking a rest, he he says, I hate to ask this, but do you have any food? I haven't eaten in days. He's He just pushed us and pushed us to, to keep on going. Oh, I think I have some. I may as well share, right? Of course, we have plenty. Juliet's going to fish around in the uh, cart for some food and get him something. Okay, um, so we'll say uh, you give him uh, some of that salted fish uh, you took back on the trail, and uh, he just tears into it like he hasn't eaten in days. And he's like, hum, 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 hum. This, is, this, is, this is good, this is really good. Well, I, haven't, I haven't had salted fish in a while. What, what is this, trout? It's, um, I think it's haddock. Fish. It was damn good, whatever it is. And he's just tearing into it. And uh, he's going to eat this whole fish. Says, um, so what, what, what are y'all doing out this way? Not many people coming through here unless we're traders. And you don't look like traders. We're uh, headed north. This is looking to learn history up in Faydale. Oh, there's a lot, a lot of history up there. They're looking for elven history. Yep. Old civilization. Up there they are. And he's still just going at this fish. Which is me. I'm just, um, well, enchanting's my specialty. I got kicked out of the tower, my insight, when I couldn't learn anymore. But been trying to make a living up here, making glow lights and some swords, making them sharp and... Um, some armor hard well enchanting stuff for the local blacksmith oh you do that sort of enchanting interesting he gets uh, down with the fish and throws it away and burps says yep been doing it about I don't know 10 years now um, I'm not you know great but I could do some pretty you know mild enchantments you know if you wanted you know, your sword sharper or, you know, your armor a little bit harder or lighter. That sounds like a lovely uh, thing that you can do. What does it cost? Or is it simply thanks for not killing you? Well, it just depends on the enchantment. It's, it takes a lot of time to do, depending on, you know, what you... Well, you're a magic user, right? Yeah, I, I am. I thought I saw you casting that magic missile. Well, you know, it takes, um, you know, it takes a lot of time and, you know, you have to know how to enchant, obviously, and, you know, you have to have the components, you know, those, those cost quite a bit. Have you done any enchanting yourself? Uh, I have, I think, in theory, I could, but I've never actually done any. Is it difficult? It's not exactly difficult. It's not a high-level, or not a high-level spell like that makes sense to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna say uh, it's it's not a complicated spell. You just have to keep casting it over and over and over over the course of a couple of weeks or even months, depending on you know how enchanted it is. And then, of course, there's the material cost. Oh, that sounds rather easy, if not repetitive. Well, I mean that's why I get paid. It's not exciting work. It's actually kind of boring, but it's lucrative. Maybe consider it yourself one day. Get off the road, settle down, find yourself a blacksmith to partner with. I'm not the settling down sort. Not yet. Well, suit yourself. So, um, after about an hour of this, are you guys taking a short rest, I guess? Uh, yeah. Okay, you, uh, I guess you could go ahead and spin your hit die if uh, you want to heal up. It looked like you were at one hit point, Juliet. I was. <laughs> And Lunadas is at one hit point. Um, Alexander, you don't get to roll any. 
Yeah, I would imagine. <laughs> uh, Talia, did you take any damage? I did. Um, and I'm you used a healing potion. I did use a healing potion. I think I'm at... Oh, I didn't put it on my character sheet. It's on my character directly. It's going to be great, because we're just going to rest and heal up full, because we won't hit another encounter. Definitely. Guaranteed. Maybe. Uh, we're going to go to the temple. We're going to take a long rest while they bring Alexander back from the dead, and nothing's going to go wrong. You guys get finished with your uh, short rest. About this time, you are about here. On Tree fitting. And um, are you ready to continue on north? Yeah. Isla says, uh, just keep on going north. Um, we'll stick to the river. Uh, we should be safe enough. Anything that was dangerous like bandits at this point probably know to stay off this road because, well, Paladin and most of the dangerous critters live up in the mountains. Well, hopefully we won't run into any of that on our way. He says, uh, yeah, the, the biggest danger is out of the way. You just took him out. You guys head north about a half day. Uh, you're going to get to about uh, here on the map, and um, you're going to run into a group of bodies um, that are over on the side of the road. I always just shakes his head. I knew these men. I grew up with a couple of them. Damn paladin. Wouldn't even let us bury him. Well, we have a little time, I suppose. We could bury them now. That, w- that would be great if you would help me. Yeah, I suppose we can do that, sure. So you guys... is going to try and cast a sneaky glare at Juliet. My hands <laughs> are made for punching, not for digging holes. <laughs> you only have to. I have mold earth. Oh, then we definitely have time. Never mind. <laughs> okay. So uh, we'll say that you cast mold earth and you are able to bury these bodies basically within like five minutes with no effort on anybody else's part and I always is going to say that's an amazing spell I, I don't know that one where did you learn it? oh just tower of insight what? you went to the tower of insight? uh yes what I was sent you? there by my father he wanted me to have an education but uh they didn't like me partying yeah, a bunch of hard asses up there with sticks up them as well. When did you go? Oh, uh, a month or two ago. Really? Well, you didn't... Uh, I don't mean this is insulting, but um, you weren't there long. Oh, uh, yes, I know. I I study quick. Um, and party hard. Uh, needless to say, I left there undistinguished, but uh, I'm still doing good for myself. Yeah, Dean Juren's an ass. Yes. <laughs> when did you go to the Tower of Insight? What is your story about that? Oh, this would have probably been about mm, 20 years ago. I, I showed some potential talent, so mom and dad scraped up what money they could and, and sent me down there and you know, it was really hard because while I was there, I was having to work and study at the same time, so I just never got any rest. I probably could have done a lot better, but I was just so tired all the time. I'd have to go work in one of the inns at night, and then I'd only have a few hours of sleep and then have to go back to school, and there was almost no time for studying outside of class. That sounds pretty awful, I'll admit. Yeah, you can only keep that up for so long, so I was there maybe four years and then I just couldn't do it anymore and basically they showed me the door you can only get power if you're born rich ain't that the truth Hollow's Point's not a rich town by any means speaking of which how much further is it uh we probably got about another day and a half and at this point uh you've probably got about another hour before dusk and says uh well we should probably be camping soon True enough. All right, let's find a good spot. Are there any easily defensible locations, like against a wall or a small cave nearby? He's going to say, I don't really know. I, I've i only been down here this far south once, and I was with the Paladin, and basically we just kept going and going, and when we did stop, it was only for probably about two or three hours. 
over here beside of the side of the river and we weren't really worried about being attacked because well paladin right and since the paladin seems to have driven off most of the threats we'll probably be okay for them. we'll set up a watch just to be sure yeah most of the bandits that were in this area he either murdered or they've probably heard about him and maybe have gone up into the mountains and like I said, more of the dangerous critters in this area are probably up in the higher elevations or between the, the forests here. We get a lot of travelers coming through this area trading goods back and forth and we don't hear about many attacks. Or you would hear that sort of thing in the ends because, well, there's not a lot of excitement going on in Hollis Point. Is there anything we should know about the town before we get there? Uh, customs, uh, people of imports, uh, anything like that? Well, I mean, I wouldn't say there's important people there. I mean, we've got a couple of rich folks that, you know, run the customs, and a lot of that goes through the town council. I mean, we don't have a mayor or anything. we got, you know, six landowners up there that basically make all the decisions but most of the money coming through the town they do in customs of people going through the gate well will we have to go through this gate to uh, get to your priestess friend uh no uh uh-uh. she lives in the t- uh, north of town near the mountains we don't have to go through the gate oh excellent but the gate's the not that expensive if you're not bringing stuff through they're basically just taxing traders that come through but if you're just walking through it should only cost maybe you know, a gold piece ahead. Oh, that's not bad at all. I'm assuming uh, you're fine. How big is this trade gate? Like, how many people are there? Is it, is it like a little trading post, or...? No, it's not really a trading post. It's just a gateway to the mountains. They say it. they use it to keep the animals and the, the monsters up in the, the hills to protect the town, but there hasn't been an attack on Hollis Point in, I don't know, 20, 30 years? It's mainly just a, well, I don't want to say a racket, but it's the way they make money, taxing people coming in and out of the town. And I suppose if they didn't have it, then there might be a tax eventually, possibly. Well, I mean, there are some hospitality taxes because, you know, a lot of the traders moving through here, this is the first town they see for hundreds of miles. So, you know, there's inns and restaurants and a couple of brothels. Basically, and just only one of us who was likely to visit that is long dead, back in a cave. Who would that? The rest be? of us just like nice food. Did you have somebody who fell? Something like that. I'm sorry about your loss. It seems like you've lost a couple of people. It's a difficult life. Yeah, being it's a scholar. That's why I prefer to stay at home. A lot safer that way, and the bed's warm. Oh, I haven't slept in a bed and. Well, never mind. We'll be there soon enough. Indeed we will. So, uh, I guess uh, you guys setting up uh, camp for the night? Yep. I'll take first watch. So, uh, Iolus is going to be easy to say, uh, do you have any more of that salted fish? That was pretty good. Oh, certainly. You have plenty. We had some vegetables or something. We could make like a fish stew. You have dried grains and dried apples, I think. Oh, that sounds good. And I've got some uh, spices from my spell components that would probably be pretty good in it, too. Just so long as it doesn't actually accidentally turn us into anything. <laughs> what, like a polymorph fish stew? Good for parties, not for trip. <laughs> <laughs> Um, So you guys settle up down for the night, and uh, you end up making a, a stew out of the, the fish and some of the grain, and... Um, the uh, apples and he had some uh, marjoram as a spice from his spell component pouch nice after you uh, eat Iolus uh, basically just puts his head down and falls straight asleep he's been exhausted well I suppose we should set up uh, watches shouldn't we I'll take first watch if no one minds alright then I'll take second you got one less person to take watch now (laughs) So, uh, Talia, you'd have to take the uh, third watch, because I'm assuming you're not trusting uh, Iolus at this point to take a watch. Oh, no. God, no. (laughs) The night is uneventful. Um, Nothing happens. You hear some critter noises in the woods, but uh, 
nothing that sounds too dangerous like a wolf or a bear or anything like that. And then the uh, the sun comes up and um, you're breaking camp and uh, Iolus is just, with all the commotion in the camp, still just asleep. Nifron's going to go over, kick him in the ass, says, get up, elf. And uh, Iolus rolls over and rubs his eyes and he was like, I've got to slept for another two days. And Nifron's going to say, if you don't get up now, you'll sleep forever. Whoa, 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 Nifron. What? Bad. Bad, bad. You don't go around threatening people. I'll threaten whoever I wished, and I don't trust this elf. I don't care what you think. I'll leave him alone. Got it? Fine. Get up, elf. And Nifron's going to go over and start uh, packing up his horse. Iolus is going to get up and say, personality plus that one. He's the handy bodyguard, though. Yeah, I guess, you know, he'd be your your bad guard and your good guard, bad guard scenario, huh? Bad attitude. Oh. More or less. He supplies a lot of bad. I'll stay clear. And uh, he's going to uh, pack up what bedroll he had on his horse on his horse, uh, grab some uh, stew from the night before and stuff stuff a couple of uh, spoonfuls in his mouth and says we're ready whenever you are we're on on the road again okay so at this point you guys uh, make it to about here and you're going to see a uh, large swath uh, path that goes up into the mountains Iolus is going to point to his left and say uh, y'all been through here before Uh, no we've never traveled this way before no Word of warning, they call that the Fool's Path. It looks like it's a path through the mountains, but it stops probably about three days in. And some dangerous critters up in there. Many uh, people have fell. Oh, thank you for the word of caution. Yeah, some adventurers go up that way looking to, to loot some carts and caravans that have gone through this way not knowing any better, but very few of them return and not with many treasure you know what's up there? Or is it just stay away danger? I've heard there's all kinds of nasty things that go bump in the night up there, you know. Harpies and giants and all sorts of critters, but those are probably the worst of them that I've heard of. Of course, you know, there's wolves and mountain cats. So I wonder if you get any traders up this way at all. Well, if there are any trader worth their salt, they know that that's the false path. Shouldn't they have, like, a sign or something here? You'd think, wouldn't you? We don't happen to have any paints, do we, Alunidas? Uh, I don't think so, unless you are willing to use some of your inks. Oh, no, 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 no. You have your non-magic ink, right? Uh, yes. I don't really have pieces of wood right on it. Uh, actually, uh, believe Talia took the never-ending ink quill from uh, Cassock's place. <laughs> I what? Oh, man. I did. I'll dig around in my pouch and, and hand it over. It's not in your inventory, man. What is this? Uh, a lot of stuff from Cassock's place got lost <laughs> in translation. Hold on, let me try to find that inventory real quick. You kept the pillowcase, right? Yep, still have it. On the road again. I can't wait to get on the road again. I drop that uh, inventory sheet into uh, roll 20. All the stuff out of Kasich's place. Sweet. There's actually um, a lot of this stuff in here is like magical junk, but there are some things that would be useful in the right situation. I remember a bag of endless rope. And, there's uh, the oh, the endless stick. Yeah, the Dow of Duplication. Let's say if you if you found yourself in like a pit and you couldn't like climb your way out, you could theoretically just keep breaking these dowels, and the level will get higher and higher for you to climb up on. There's also the uh, Sovereign Glue and the Universal Solvent that are kind of handy. All right, are you making that sign? Uh, yeah. All right, the so uh, we'll say you pan. you'll find some wood or something, and you spin. Uh, 20 minutes making the sign uh, large enough and you plant it in the ground. This is false path and then an arrow pointing to the north that says go this way. (laughs) 
which, which, of course, there's going to be some traitor that comes through here, and he's like, well, fuck that. That's obviously a trap. <laughs> Tell me where to go. Oh, look at that big castle. Perfect place to rest for the night. Ignore that ominous lightning and thunder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, you finish up the sign, and uh, we'll say you uh, keep traveling north, and in about two hours, you're going to hear some, uh, like, jingle jangling of, like, metal and some uh, hoof falls that sounds like a group of people in a cart are coming. And we are people with the cart. I was wondering if our characters are here in Echo. Uh, no, this sounds like different than uh, your footfalls. This sounds, or your horse falls, or a hoof falls. Uh, this sounds to be coming from the north uh, over this hill. Yeah, I guess we're getting close to Hollow's Point. Sounds like traders are coming. Um, so are you continuing on up this path? Juliet is gonna get her weapon at the ready. I don't trust this. Alright, dude. You come up over top of this hill. What you're gonna see is uh, about 100 yards away from you, uh, you're gonna see what appears to be five people on horseback. Some of them look to be in heavy armor and a cart with a cage on it. And you can't see what's in this cage at this point. Um, but you can hear like this growling and the rattling of these iron bars is like something heavy seems is uh, throwing itself up against them. As you get closer, uh, they're going to stop. They're going to take up like a defensive position around this uh, cart and cage. And uh, you can see that now there's five people on horseback. Um, they're all wearing uh, either half plate and the guy up in front is wearing full plate armor. And now you can see the large cart is a cage that appears to be about five feet wide and about six feet tall. Appears to be like a large beast inside that looks like a lion, uh, but it has wings. And uh, Juliet's going to call out, uh, hell, we mean no harm. The guy up front is going to stop his horse and say, hold there and state your intentions. Again? Going to Hollow's Point. Ah, uh, we just came from there. I'm Grohl the Enduring. Perhaps you've heard of me and my exploits. Actually, we haven't. Ah, uh, we're monster hunters. We're on the way to the Tower of the Insight with this manticore. We captured it up in the woods to the northwest outside Fadel. We want no trouble with you. Are you the mad paladin we've heard so much about? If so, we're not talons. We're just adventurers on the way to the Isle of Insight with a prize. Iolus is going to, like, uh, in a low voice, say to you, See, I told you. Word spread about that maniac, and the people are afraid. The fact this group is even risking traveling this route should tell you how much power they have. Hells, they captured a manacore alive. I'm not telling you what to do, but let's just let this pass. Well, we certainly have no reason to cause them trouble. No, we're not the Mad Paladin. We met him further to the south. He's not going to be a problem for anyone anymore. I'm going to bet that the Manticore can't be tamed and ridden. (laughs) Do you want to (laughs) try? I mean, (laughs) if it's unlikely, then I don't see a reason to stop them. So if you thought you could tame one, you'd be like, let's kill these fuckers and take the Manticore? (laughs) Is that what you're getting at? Maybe, but no, no, we'll, we'll, we won't do that. That's, I see no reason to do that. Ooh, kitty with wings. I want one. <laughs> Who doesn't want a kitty with wings? So uh, a girl is going to say, he's no longer a problem. What do you mean? We were attacked by him and we managed to kill him and his men. Uh, this girl, his eyes are going to go wide. And uh, he says, you must be powerful indeed to take him down heard he was quite the foe. Sadly, we lost one of our friends doing so, but um, well, we did it for uh, the good of things. Yep, that's my story and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> <laughs> and, he was uh, a real asshole. We didn't like him. Girl's gonna say, what was your friend's name? I shall say a prayer for him tonight. Oh, uh, what was his name? Alexander. Yes, I knew him well. He's a bard. Well, was. Was a bard. Alexander the Bard, you say. That sounds kind of familiar, but I don't know from where. 
Well, he was a bard. Maybe he traveled and you heard about him there? I don't know. Hmm. Perhaps. I haven't seen too many bards. Maybe from ends from time to time. But I don't think I know him from there. Hmm. Maybe it'll come to me later. I'll be down the road and be like, oh, yeah, that's where I know him from. Oh, uh, well, just say a prayer for him. Don't worry about uh, it. I'm sure it would be just a coincidence. He's not well known. (laughs) Could be. Could be. It's a common name. Well, we must be going. We want to get much further down the road this day before we bake camp. Good day to you and good journey. Good day. uh, I guess we will move our part of the way to let them pass and continue on our way. They kind of move their cart to one side too, and you're able to pass. And you know, he gives you like a a curt, you know, head nod as he passes through, and he's kind of sizing you up because, like, you took down this paladin in his group, and says, um, "If you're ever wanting money, Tower of Insight's always paying for these magical beasts. Fadel's a good hunting place. It looks like you're heading that way anyway, or." At least through the mountains, there's nothing in Hollow's Point. You have guessed correctly we're headed to Fadale. Um If we decide to go into the monster hunting business, we may just well do that and capture some. But uh, it's not our primary concern at the moment. Well, it's a dangerous life, but you people seem to know what you're about. As do you. Thank you for the advice, friend. Good journey. And they'll travel on down the road. I forgot we're wanted men. We're not wanted. Um, we're just highly desirable mercenaries. <laughs> so, flash flash forward a week later, Grawl's going to realize that the name he heard, Alexander, was one of the red towns that was uh, wanted that has a bouncy on his name. <laughs> yep. And we just told him where we're actually going. Whoops. Yep. <laughs> Didn't y'all used to have, like, fake names? Like Rod Sterling and <laughs> yep. yeah, but what are you gonna do? I still have my fake name, but uh, Alexander's not alive to tell him their his fake name. I don't think I ever came up with uh, a fake name for Talia. You're Morgan. Morgan Love Freeman. <laughs> okay. Ah, uh, good stuff. So you're gonna travel on um, for the rest of the day. And uh, you're going to make camp again that night. You're not far from uh, Hollis Point, but um, you don't think you'll be able to make it much further the, through the night. Or you could. You could try to press on and get into the town by, you know, 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning. That's what you would estimate it would take. All right, so you're going to travel through the night and try to get to Hollis Point? No, we are not going to travel through the night because... I don't have dark vision. Talia does not have dark vision. I don't think our wizard friend has dark vision. He's an elf, so he does. Uh, but yeah, I guess we can go ahead and stop for the night. Pansies. Okay. You stop for the night, and you set up camp. At this point, I guess you're like moving Alexander's body on and out of the... Or are you just leaving it in the cart? No reason not to. Right? Yeah, we'll leave it in the cart. Okay. You're setting up camp for the night... You know, you sit down for your mill, and Nifron says, can't believe I didn't think about this. His body is going to smell soon. And he's going to get up from his mill and walk over to the cart. You see him climb up in the cart and kneel down over Alexander's body. And you see him grab the necklace around his neck and put his hand on um, Alexander's chest. And you see him say a few words, and there's like, you can kind of see this red glow in the darkness. And then it dissipates, and he stands back up and jumps out of the cart, and comes back to the fire and sits down and starts eating again. What exactly did you just do? It's called gentle repose. It'll keep his soul here, and keep him from rotting. That's good thinking. How pleasant. He just starts eating again. And uh, Iolus is going to say, Well, I, I didn't know you were a wizard, too. Nifron is going to give, like, turn slight his head slightly and look at him and say, I'm not. And then he goes back to eating. And, uh, you cast spells. Aren't you a wizard? 
He says, I'm a lot of things. But that wasn't a wizard spell. Okay. Well, let's just, uh... Go to sleep, I guess. Uh, give me... Give me a religion check. Who? Anybody. Nineteen. Looks like I might have recognized that as a priest spell. Uh, yeah. You do recognize that as a priest spell. Well, I'm not going to say anything. I don't want to clue, uh... Aeolus in on that if he doesn't know it. Also means this piece of shit isn't healing us. What a dick. Uh, you don't know that? I, I know, which is why I'm not saying anything. <laughs> so, much like the uh, night before, you take your watches and uh, the night goes by peacefully. Don't really, you know, you hear some animal sounds, but nothing that sounds dangerous and You take your watches, they're uneventful, and you wake up the next morning, and uh, you're, I guess, making breakfast and getting ready to break camp. So, you break camp, and you travel for about another four hours, and you start seeing smoke in the distance, and you travel further, and you near the town of Hollis Point. So, let's see. Fantastic. So, the mountains to your west... Um, are going to come pretty close to the river here. Um, so there's it basically comes down to a point, and there's about uh, 100 yards between this riverbank and the mountains, and there's a road uh, right here that goes through town. And up here is uh, the gate that Iolus was talking about. Uh, As you move into town and you look to the west, it's hard to miss it. It's probably about 50 foot tall um, with guard towers on either side and then a um, steel portcullis that's currently up and you can see some carts that are moving in and they're being stopped there by guards and moved into building right here where you're assuming they go in and pay their custom on whatever goods that they have. So um, anybody want to give me a history check? Or I guess you could even ask Dialis about the town. Damn. We all know our shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) So there's two crits and two 19s. Um, One of the crits was from a dead person. And that was a a dead (laughs) person. Oh, it was a dexterity check. <laughs> All right, so you would know that Hollis points a town at the foot of the Shades uh, Spire Mountains. They're at the, at the entrance of the only path through the mountains from uh, the west, and that leads to Hollis Point. That's why there's a town that's even here. Uh, they've got a gate at the foot of the mountains. They charge the custom to come through um, the path as traders move through the east and down the path. Uh, and traveled south. It's basically where you came from to cross over to Ash Marsh. There's also a dock here, up here to the um, west on the river, where captains charge a heavy price to move goods down the river. Uh, most of what comes through here are spices coming from the uh, west. Um, there's about 400 people who live in this isolated border town. Uh, they're mostly service providers like traders, blacksmiths uh, to repair horseshoes some farmers and some uh, brothel to comfort the uh, caravans and traders that have spent weeks on the road through the treacherous pass through the mountains. Uh, while not a completely lawless town, the few guards here and the council turn their heads to almost all but the serious, most serious of crimes. Um, you get in a fight here and you can settle it outside, but if you kill someone, uh, the justice uh, is pretty swift here unless you uh, outnumber the few guards that are here. <laughs> um, Talia, give me a perception check. One sec. There. 20. Natural 20. How did you get a natural? Isn't, don't you, aren't you trained in perception? No, I'm trained in persuasion. Oh, okay. You're weird. Potato, potato. Um, so you're looking around and you can see thieves camp, like, basically on every building that you've passed. Awesome. Um, so at this point, it's probably 10 or 11 in the morning when you get into town. And 
there's some people out on the street and you see a couple caravans moving east towards the river. The people here seem to be not poorly dressed, but not rich. And Iolos uh, is going to say, they all have some comforts here. Inns, taverns, and brothels. If you're going to pay for love, but I'd like to see my own bed soon. And I'm sure you want to get to the temple for your friend. Yes, it's possible. Yes. Can you give us a direction? Well, I can take you there. Oh, perfect. So uh, he's going to um, take you up through the town, across this bridge. And then after you get across the bridge, you are going to turn to the northwest, out of town. And you pass through and you're seeing some shops, like bakeries and some restaurants. You see some farms up here to the northeast. You're going to pass a uh, like a wood shop over here that makes um, wooden goods for like axe handles and you know, uh, wagon wheels and the various equipment used to uh, repair carts and such. Um, you're going to see you know staples over here that looks like um, they sell work work horses and draft horses. And then you're going to come up to this uh, crossroad and you're going to see what looks like a kind of not a rundown temple but not well kept up here in the northwest in a graveyard i also gonna say not not much further now it's it's up this way and uh, he's going to lead you up uh, to this temple and outside it looks like it's a uh, a one-story structure made out of stone and it's got this high slate roof the grounds outside, while not wild, doesn't look like there's been much care paid to them. Um, there's a graveyard here where you can see a, a bunch of tombstones and a mausoleum uh, that doesn't look well kept either. And uh, you're going to see the uh, holy symbol of El Mater outside of it. And uh, Iolus is... Uh, going to go into the uh, the courtyard of this place and tie uh, his horse to uh, the fence here. I guess we'll similarly tie our horses down so we can get off and bring Alexander in. So you tie your horses up. Who's uh, carrying Alexander? I guess that would be Juliet. She's the strongest one around without his face. Damn it. Uh, give me a strength check. Carry some scrub. Okay. 19. Alright, so uh, you're able to grab Alexander by the shoulders and put your hands around his uh, chest and pull him out of this cart and then you're going to turn around or turn him around and throw him over your shoulder. Like a continental soldier? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I know the song. Iolus is uh, going to say, uh, come inside. And he, you know, stops for a second and around, looks around the grounds and he says, such a shame they don't take care of this place. They've got very few followers in this town. I'm surprised they even still have a temple here. And Your mother isn't popular in Hollisburg? No, no. They're they're more paler people. And, uh, Sets me right. <laughs> so uh, he's going to walk up and open the door and walk inside. We follow. You get inside, and even for being around noon... It's pretty dimly lit in here. There appears to be some candles, uh, but there's only a couple of windows and they're not letting a lot of light inside. You notice that there's like an altar in the back of the room that um, there's the holy symbol of a maltar, which has the, the bound hands and there's some stone benches because, you know, suffering. <laughs> you don't want people to be too comfortable. Uh, but there's currently uh, no one in here, and um, it kind of looks disused. Um, you can smell some must and some dust in here, like it hasn't really been kept out, or somebody hasn't bothered sweeping up because there's not many people that come in here. Alice is going to say, uh, well, she's probably not, if she's not up here, she's probably down in the cellar. Let, let's go see if we can find her. And uh, he's going to go over to, like, the left side of the room. There's a door with a stairway that leads down. He's going to start walking down. I suppose we have to keep on following. Yep. 
you start walking down this stairwell and um, there's not a lot of light in here. You can see some dim light um, from the bottom of the stairwell that is uh, filtering up. So you can see kind of enough to get your footing, but there's probably about uh, 30 steps down into this place. So uh, you're going kind of deep down into the ground and uh, you get about 10 feet from the, uh, the bottom of the staircase. Before you reach the bottom, you're gonna see this elf start to take off running down the rest of the steps into the chamber below. And then you're gonna see him smack something around the threshold of the wall. And you're gonna hear this slam as the light coming from behind you in the doorway above goes dark. That door up above you is closed behind you. Damn it. <sighs> always got to do things the hard way. Okay, uh, now what? Well, I can still see. We're on a stairwell. No lights. And what? You're probably going to want to. Do your elf eyes see? I don't know. What do my elf eyes see? Uh, are you, uh, going to, like, peek down into the bottom? Sure. Okay, so you look down in the bottom, and you're going to see... Iolus has run into this room. He's turned around and he's like bending down, looking up into the st- stairwell and then he's going to see you and he's going to say, Ha ha! You fools! You're now in the midst of the Red Talons! Prepare to die! Wait, you're Red Talons? <laughs> and I think that's probably a good, pretty good place to stop right there. What have we done? We've Did made this guy a fool. Kill? <laughs> I am so confused. <laughs> well then, <laughs> this is going to be interesting. That's pretty good. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Dungeons and Debacles podcast. If I could ask a halfling size favor, give us a five star rating and review on iTunes. It's the best way to support us. New episodes come out every Monday, so make sure to check your podcast app. Do you have an idea to make the podcast better? Tell us about it on Twitter or Facebook. You can also check out our website to see all the maps, lore, and characters at DungeonsAndDebaclesPodcast.com. And now a word from our fantasy sponsor. Are annoying adventurers stealing your treasure and slaying ye hard-earned magical beasties? An expertly crafted dungeon may just be what ye need. Hell... I'm Brog Stoneshield Jr. of Stoneshield and Sons Dungeon Contractors. When me pal started this business, he had but one philosophy. Help people protect what they worked so hard to get. We have free in-tower consultations to design a lair just for ye needs. Our expert dwarf and stonesmiths will help ye build a dungeon of your dreams, and we can work with any budget. Spike traps, we got them. Flame pillars, no problem. Bottomless pits. Yeah! We're the best in the business. Do ye already have a dungeon and want to upgrade? We can help make it even more secure. With a combined 600 years of experience, there's no dungeon too big or too small. We do them all. Just contact Stone Shield and Sons Dungeon Contractors for all your dungeon needs. The music you heard on this episode was Hero Down, Death of Kings, Private Reflection, Serpentine Trek, Majestic Hills, Rites, Village Consort, Temple of the Mains, and Unholy Night by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0 License. CreativeCommons.org slash licenses slash buy slash 3.0.